welcome to a 1905 special. Um, it's only myself, uh, Ricky. Um, some of you might know me as CFC underscore Rick underscore 1985 on Twitter. Um, I am here on my own. It's just me, as I said. Um, I know I'm everyone's favorite. It's fine. I don't blame you. I'm the best one of the four. It's fine. They all know it. You all know it. I know it. It's fine. Anyway, um, I'm here, as I said at the beginning, to bring you a special. Um, it's kind of aimed, well, it's aimed at everyone, really, that wants to listen. Um, the main purpose is to kind of paint a picture of what it was like at the Champions League final for anyone that wasn't fortunate enough to be there in person at the game or in Porto. Um, so this is my 48 hours in Porto. Um, it started on the Friday, so the day before the game. Um, it started with an early coach journey for me. I think it was about 8am uh, from my home in Lisbon. Um, I was kind of, well, I was very sleepy. I'm not going to lie. I was really sleepy. Um, the Coach was only about half full, had to wear masks the whole journey. So coach from Lisbon, direct through to Porto with one very fast stop off in the middle. Um, arrived to Porto around about, I think it was about 11, 11.30 a.m. Um, soon realised after putting the address of the hotel into Google Maps, what a great location I was going to be in. It was very central. So I was able to walk from the bus station to my hotel um, the hotel was very basic. It was a self-service check-in, but it was clean and it had everything I needed. So, And it had a great view from the top floor as well. So can't complain. It was a two-minute walk um, from the fan zone and where a lot of the Chelsea fans were congregated. Um, so that was great. Um, arriving... Very quickly, unpacking all my stuff, getting out to enjoy the sun, have some beers. As I was walking around the corner, um, I heard the first rendition of the Timo Werner song, which by the time I went home on the Sunday, I'd probably heard that song about 500 times. <laughs> and I actually think it gets catchier every time. So I do love that song. Um, anyway, so the Friday after I unpacked, um, I took in a bit of local food with a uh, Francesinha, um, which is kind of, I'm not going to bore you too much. It's kind of meat, beer and tomato sauce, uh, bread and a... Uh, uh, chopped up sausage and loads of other bits and pieces. It's very filling. It's about seven, eight euros, but it's extremely filling. Always comes with fries. Um, but yes, if you ever get to go to Porto, anywhere in Portugal really, but specifically Porto, please do try the Francesinha. It's amazing. Highly recommend it. Anyway, after I had um, after I had some food, I went and took in some of the local sites. Um, I saw the Dom. Luis Bridge, which had been completely infested by Man City fans. I'm sure I could think of a, a more polite word than infested, but that's kind of what they did. They infested that whole area right by the riverfront. Um, they were quite friendly and in good voice, so there was no problems from what I saw on that front. Um, 
I walked to the other side of the bridge. There were some nice parks. I saw the cable cars. Um, I saw some churches, some cathedrals. Um, just done a bit of the geeky stuff, really, a bit of the geeky sightseeing stuff. But I think when you go to a beautiful city like Porto, it's stuff that you have to do. As the evening went on, um, had a few beers, had some food. I was just walking around, enjoying it. It was nice. It was a nice temperature, even in the evening. I was just exploring. Um, I had a drink with a few Man City fans, actually, that were really nice. Um, They were telling me that they were not confident at all for the final. I spoke to three or four of them, and they just said they were not confident at all for the final. But they were really friendly, and they only had nice things to say about Chelsea. So so that so that was good. So that was nice and pleasant. Anyway, moving on. At this point, I don't have a ticket for the game at this point. I'm trying various ways to get a ticket. Um, as we move on to match day, um, I woke up very excited. Still not got a ticket at this point. Extremely excited about the game. Um, had breakfast. Um, had a walk around. You could kind of sense the excitement. More Chelsea fans arrived. Um, shout out to Maka as well. Um, I'll get on to him a little bit later in the podcast, but we had planned to meet and have a beer. Um, yeah, it was, you could sense the atmosphere was building, the excitement was building, uh, the excitement in me was building, if I'm being honest. Um Anyway, I kind of had a walk around. I had some beers. I was taking in the atmosphere. You'd sensed on the on match day there was a lot more Chelsea fans in Porto than there was on the Friday. So that was nice to see. There was a lot more. There was a lot more. There was a lot more flags around. A lot more Chelsea shirts. You could hear from the accents who were Chelsea fans as well. Um, what else did I want to go on to next? Yeah, so the afternoon just kind of went along. Oh, it was a beautiful day, really hot. I think it was nearly 30 degrees at one point. Um, and it got to about two, three o'clock in the afternoon. I was sitting outside having a beer outside of a cafe and a family friend who I hadn't spoke to for a long time phoned me and informed me that a Chelsea supporting friend of his was in Porto and had a ticket for me. Um, so I was buzzing. So I went and picked up the ticket, um, ran to the ran to the COVID tent that I'd seen earlier in the day, um, had my COVID test, had a negative email, um, a negative test, I should say, back via email about half an hour later. Um, so I was buzzing, really excited, let the whole world know on social media <laughs> and text Macca as well. So went and got my wristband for the fan zone. That's when it kind of hit me, really, got into the fan zone. And I knew it was real then. I was a part of it. Everyone was in really good spirits, enjoying the sun, having a sing song. Um, and I got to meet uh, Jack um, whose Twitter handle I can't remember, but I hope he listens to this. So shouts, Jack. I got to meet his dad as well, his dad's friend. I got to meet Maka. Um, and it was great to finally meet Maka because we've had a lot of banter through 1905 as well on Twitter. Um, and I got to meet Ollie as well, but I'm not sure if Ollie's on Twitter, but shout out to Ollie as well. He's a really nice guy. And shout out to David Branch as well. I can't forget David Branch. It was really nice to 
put a face to the Twitter handles, really. So it was nice to meet a few guys from Twitter and catch up. Um, anyway, we all went to the stadium at the same time. Um, kind of all sitting in separate parts, but I got into the stadium, sat where I was sitting, um, which was kind of like a neutral area, which was the last seat. And then you had like the dividing wall and then it was the Man City fans. <laughs> so I was kind of the opposite end of the ground to where the majority of the Chelsea fans were. But there was a few Chelsea fans in the neutral bit that I was in, but the majority were Man City fans. Anyway, the excitement was building... The guy who showed me the ticket, he come into the ground. So he was sitting right near me, the guy that sold me the ticket. Um, so he was in the seat next to me. Um, anyway, the game started. Obviously, as you remember, they kind of cut us open after about 30 seconds. Diagonal ball over Reese James's head and Sterling got in behind. It was snuffed out. Nothing happened. But it kind of made it a bit more nervous and a bit more real, to be honest. It it seemed to invigorate the Man City fans as well. They were in fine voice for the first five or ten minutes. And then I think the preceding two, three days where they peaked, obviously not as experienced in European finals as we all are. Um, so it kind of hit them. So I think all the beer and the excitement kind of hit them and they just went quiet and they never picked up again for the rest of the for the rest of the 80, 85 minutes that were left. Anyway, we quickly grew into the game, got hold of the game. We kept the ball really well. On the rare occasions that they did attack, we snuffed it out very quickly. The only really hairy moment, I'd say, was when Rüdiger um, made that tremendous block on Phil Foden when he was one-on-one. -on -one. Um, that was really the only moment I could remember off the top of my head at the moment. Um, obviously, the goal, uh, ball picked up by Mendy, superb distribution out to the left, superb first touch by Ben Chilwell, Mount picked it up, shaped his body, phenomenal through ball, and it's kind of weird in the ground. I don't know whether it was the same for all you guys as you were watching on the telly, but it kind of all just went in fucking super slow-mo. <laughs> it was so surreal. It was like someone had it was like someone had done like you know, like if you have like the um the like a really nice TV and you can do like the rewind, but you can super slow-mo it and and then you can watch the replay back. It was kind of like that, but in real time. And it was just, I was looking at the linesman thinking, is he going to flag Havertz? But what a ball from Mount. Havertz just burst through. Just, I don't know how to describe Havertz bursting through. It was just brilliant. It was just brilliant. He timed his run to perfection, picked the ball up. Edison rushed out of his goal. Obviously, looking at the replays, it would have gone to VAR. And Edison may have got red cut probably would have got red carded because it was a goal scoring opportunity. Anyway, he didn't need that because Havertz uh, composed himself well, slid the ball into the empty net. Cue pandemonium in the Chelsea end. And to be honest, pandemonium in the neutral end as well. Because I, for well, I didn't forget where I was sitting. Fuck Man City. <laughs> Fuck Man City. Fuck their fans. I had four Man City fans in front of me. Fuck them, even though they were actually really nice. Anyway, but fuck them when the goal went in. Because I went ballistic. I ran up to the wall and just screamed, fucking get in. 
a few times. There was a few other expletives in there as well. I had a few choice words shouted back at me, but fuck them all. Champions League final. I got a ticket at the last minute. I was not holding anything back if we scored, and I didn't. Um, it was great. It was fucking great. Um, obviously, as the half went on, we weren't really threatened. We kept the ball well, in control. Half time went. Um, I was just kind of saying to the guy that sold me the ticket, shout out to Gary. I don't think he listens, but shout out to Gary anyway. Um, so second half started. They had a bit more intent, but I think they had to. They were chasing the game. We defended well for the majority of the time. A few hairy moments. Um, ball in from, I don't remember who, but it was down our left-hand side, their right-hand side. It was whipped in as Balaqueta superb interception. It went over our own bar. Corner came to nothing. Um, the Mara shot <laughs> right on full time, which I think in the ground, I think at home, it didn't matter where you was watching. It was a heart in mouth moment, but fucking relief when it went over the bar. Um, full time whistle went. It was just, <laughs> it was great to see all the players just run on the pitch. Rudiger spinning round and running straight towards the fans. I thought was a nice touch. It was kind of a la Frank Lampard in Munich, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, after the game, there was songs. There was songs. There were songs during the game at Joe Cole commentating, which was great after the game. There was songs for Frank Lampard. There were songs for Tuchel. There were songs for pretty much the whole team. Um... We had One Step Beyond played, Blue is the Colour, a few other old classics what are escaping me at the moment, to be honest, as I'm trying to recollect it all to record this. Um, but yeah, it was just, I was lucky enough to be in Munich and to see my beloved team lift that beautiful big eared trophy again was something I'll never forget. You know, if I'm lucky enough to have kids um, if I'm lucky enough to have grandkids, it will definitely be a story that I will tell over and over and over again. Exactly the same as Munich. Um, those two, those two triumphs, they're, they're lifetime memories. And I don't think, and I think, you know, just I think even being alive for all of us, I think we can all attest to that. Just even in our lifetime, did we ever imagine our beloved Chelsea winning the Champions League. Not only once, fucking twice. <laughs> Forget about the league and all the other cups. Did we ever imagine Chelsea winning the Champions League twice in our lifetime? And to be honest, I hope I don't curse it, but I can see it happening again in our lifetime as well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. These two times will stay with me and I'm sure the rest of us forever. Um, after the game, there was sing songs on the Metro. Um, it was, it was great. It was great. Um, there was obviously because of COVID, nothing that I could see was open bar a few little bars here and there. Um, I'm not going to shout out the bars cause I don't want to get them in trouble in case somebody listens, but there was a few little places open. Um, I think everyone was just in, I think it was kind of, the only way I can summarise this, obviously winning the Champions League is great, but I think after the year 
a lot of us have had being in lockdown. I think it was just nice for people coming over from the UK to one, to, to just get away for a few days, enjoy the sun, kind of not forget about COVID because there were still restrictions, but to just kind of get into a nice, beautiful city, a beautiful country and watch some football and have a few beers. Um, it was brilliant. That's the only way I could describe it. It was brilliant. I remember it for the rest of my life. Every little detail of those of those two days will stay with me for the rest of my life. And yeah, it was just, and I hope, I hope we all get to do it again. I hope those of you that didn't get to go this time, you might get to go to the Super Cup in August. I'm kind of looking at the World Club Championships at the end of the year, thinking if we're allowed to go and the ticket situation's okay. Um, I'm kind of looking at that because I think that would be special to see us win that. And I kind of want to win it because I feel like Rafa fucked it up for us last time. So I want to win it. I want to win that. Anyway, I'm just going to... I'm going to summarise this as best as I can for everyone listening. It was an up and down season. When the new manager come in, shout out to Kel, when he come in, he kind of settled very quickly into the Champions League. And we kind of, unfortunately, I have to agree with LMC on this one. (laughs) Um, We kind of saved our best football for the Champions League. And it was proven. We won it again. We won it again. And it was great to see. And I'm sure you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Even though I was there, I know I've seen the videos of some of you at home. I've seen your tweets. And it looked like you fucking enjoyed it as much as we all did, even in the ground. Um, So shout out to all of you that listened to 1905. And even shout out to all of you that don't. And you might just listen to this by chance because it might make you want to subscribe because we are, I shouldn't say subscribe, I should say follow because that's what you do on Twitter, you follow. So yeah, so please do like, comment, um, follow us on Twitter. Um, We don't always get it right, um, but we will listen to your opinion and we'll have a conversation. That's what we want to do. We want to make every supporter feel like there's somewhere that you can go and express your opinion and not be called whatever from whoever on Twitter. Um, We will take your opinion in. We might not agree with it and we'll probably tell you if we don't agree with it, but we'll have an adult conversation and we'll just talk about football because that's what that's what we're about. We just want to talk to you guys about football. And moving forward, we've got some exciting things in the pipeline, kind of like what I've done for you now, sort of like audio specials, um, which I am going to try and take charge of because I kind of like doing this kind of stuff. So I hope they let me do this a bit more often. Um, Anyway, fucking brilliant two days. And we've won it all. And yeah, that's I don't know what else to say. We've won it all. Um, we won the Champions League again, but yeah, we fucking won it all. Um, so yes. Um, yeah, I'm kind of rambling now. Um, so I'm going to end it. So I'm going to end this, but I hope you're all having a great day and you're already looking forward to the Euros. Next season's around the corner. It's going to come around quicker than we think. Um, 
But yeah, shout out to all of you and keep the blue flag flying on.